Welcome to the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. My mission is to help engineers develop their soft skills and break through the barriers of social anxiety to show up more boldly at work, create awesome friendships, improve their dating and relationships, and build lives that they love. Do you want to feel more positive energy in your life and less negativity? Do you want to find out what's really driving your behavior and to go into it and really solve it for yourself? Well, this podcast is going to help you do just that. So all of our fears, think about it for a second. What are our fears? You might think your fears are of a particular incident. Let's take an example. So you might think that your fear is of speaking up in a work meeting. Well, okay, let's dive into that. Why are you afraid to speak up at a work meeting? And again, this is just a hypothetical example, but maybe you relate to it. Why are you afraid to speak up at a work meeting? Oh, well, somebody might um, not like the way that you spoke up. They might think that what you said was stupid. Okay, well, why are you afraid of somebody saying that the way you showed up in that meeting was stupid? Well, because then, you know, I would have this image of being stupid and other people wouldn't respect me. Oh, okay, well, why, why would it be bad if you had this image of being stupid and other people didn't respect you? Oh, well, then I'd be, you know, worthless at the company. Well, let's really turn this up a notch. Why would you be afraid of being worthless at the company? Well, then I would be fired or considered for, you know, being let go of. Okay, well, why would that be so bad? Well, then I would be out of my butt. I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't have the income that I I need to, you know, support myself. And assuming that you'd be all right, assuming that you could, you know, have a roof over your head and have things covered, why would that be so bad if you're out on your butt and, you know, you, you don't have the income that you were expecting? Well, then I would just feel horrible and I, people would think I'm ridiculous and I, I would just feel really bad and worthless about myself. Well, okay, so now we're getting somewhere. And this was just one example, one loop, but I find that it can be helpful to just trace your fears down and down and down. Really just um, essentially what you're doing, it's like debugging your own brain, debugging your own thoughts, debugging your own fears. And when you get to the root of it, all of our fears are fears of feelings. And that one might sound a little bit crazy. You might be thinking about the example I just told you. Our fears aren't just of feelings. There are legitimate threats to us. And yes, I'll grant you, when it comes to fears like, you know, jumping off a cliff or running out in traffic, those are good fears. Those fears keep us alive. I'm talking about the social fears or the emotional fears that we have in everyday life of things that really we're going to be okay physically, and yet they scare us the same way that a saber-toothed tiger chasing one of our ancestors would have scared that person. And this is because all our fears are fears of feelings. We are trying to move away from feeling a particular feeling, and this is so much of our lives. We don't want to feel X, and so we avoid any any possible action that would lead to X result. 
if you really, really don't want to get fired, and it's counterintuitive, but sometimes people are really, really afraid to speak up because like that fear I expressed in that meeting, we're afraid that we're going to be fired and that's going to lead, trace it down that thought loop, that's going to lead to us just feeling worthless and horrible about ourselves and feeling like you know our entire family thinks that we're just this worthless piece of junk. So how do we deal with this? All our fears are fears of feelings. Okay, great. Well, that doesn't help me that much. How, how do I actually deal with the fact that that's what our fears are? Because that's not helping me to stop them. Another important thing to realize is that our emotions and our subconscious drives are really controlling our behavior. Oftentimes we think that it's our logical, rational brains, especially for us engineers with our logic and our reason, that are, is controlling our behavior. But if you truly look at your behavior and the behavior of other people, there are a ton of things that you do or don't do because on a deep emotional level, you fear it or you are moved toward it, you're attracted to it. So how do we deal with this? How do we deal with these emotions that come up? Well, there are several ways to handle emotions. There's repression or suppression where you feel a particular feeling or emotion and you push it down. You throw it literally out of your, it can be out of your conscious mind so that you don't have to think about it. That's kind of suppression. Repression is where you throw it so deep down into the subconscious that you don't even necessarily remember that it happened. Another way is of expression. It's you feel the particular feeling and you let it out. If you're really happy, you might be singing a happy song or you might be just brimming ear to ear and letting everybody know about your positivity. If you're feeling really down, you might be just deep in you know a depressive looking state. You might be really shoulders slumped and telling people about how negative the world is. Or you can go into distraction. And the way I see the world, so many people are stuck in distraction. Where if you look around, you see these distraction behaviors everywhere. Why do people eat food that we know is bad for us over and over and over again? And we wish that we could get healthy, but we can't avoid this greasy or sugary or otherwise tasty but bad for you food. Well, it's because we're distracting ourselves from feeling these negative emotions. When we start to feel tough emotions, we start to really distract ourselves and not go into those painful feelings. Other examples would be obviously alcohol or drugs, but then, I mean, in today's day and age, the internet, looking at our phones all the time, those can be enormous distractions from feeling. So... What I really want to talk about today in terms of the best way to go about healing these emotions, feeling better, moving from more negative emotions to more and more positive emotions, is from a book called David Hawkins' Letting Go. David Hawkins is the author. The book is called Letting Go, and it's fantastic. And it might sound a little bit woo-woo, but stick with me here, and if you can try out some of the techniques that this book discusses, I think you'll find that it really works. It really helps you feel better and better the more that you can let go. So letting go is the pathway of surrender. 
is what David Hawkins states in this book. And the way of really letting go, when you do feel really any sort of feeling or emotion, rather than suppressing it or repressing it or expressing it or distracting from it, the way to move through it and move to a more positive feeling is to completely surrender to the feeling, to completely let the feeling come up as much as you possibly can, rather than doing anything to halt it or stop it, just 100% allow it to be there. Feel it as deeply as possible and let it be there fully without resisting it. And if you can continue to do this, the feeling will, it's like a wave essentially. It will naturally rise up and you might, because you might be just without trying to, you might be slightly repressing or suppressing the emotion. The feeling when you let go and surrender, it will rise up and you'll feel it more and that might be uncomfortable, but you let go and you feel it more and more. And then after a while, it releases. It just, the feeling moves through you. You've felt it um, deeply enough and because you're surrendered to it, because you're allowing it to be there, paradoxically, it just doesn't latch onto you in the same way and it you let it go. It ceases to be with you and it crashes. And maybe, obviously, it, it may come back. It may come back many times. And yet going through this process is essentially a way of leveling up your ability to feel more and more positive emotions. Another important thing from the book, Letting Go, is letting go of desire. And this one for me was really difficult to understand. So letting go of desire, what does that mean? Well, oftentimes we desire something and we have this image in our mind, this goal that we want to achieve. We really want this thing. And because we really, really want it, we are just clinging on to this idea. We are grasping. We will not let go of this desire. We want it so, so bad. And this is actually paradoxically not helping by being so needy, so attached to getting this thing, we are hurting our chances of getting it because there are all these negative blocks against actually getting that thing. When, let's say you really, really, really want a relationship and you absolutely need it. Well, you're probably going to show up on a date with somebody you really want to be in a relationship with it's going to be clear in your energy and your body language that other person is not going to be pulled toward your neediness. They're not going to love that you absolutely need them. It can be much better to still have a goal in mind or a vision in mind or something that you want to move toward in mind, but not needing it. And a really effective way of developing the capacity to have a goal in mind but not be so needy or not be so attached to it is to really think about, okay, what would it be like if I just never got that thing? And then sit with the emotions that come up. Letting go, a really helpful way of letting go is to do a body meditation and to do a body meditation when you're feeling a particular feeling or to intentionally bring up a particular feeling. So, 
bring up how might I feel if I never get that thing that I wanted? Or how might I feel if I go out, really amp up the intensity of the thing? How might I feel if I go out with this woman or go out with this man and they, 10 minutes into the date, they, you know, throw their drink in my face and say, you're disgusting and they leave. How would I feel? Obviously that, that might bring up some, some painful feelings in us. And the more that we can just feel those and feel those and let them be there and become okay with them and not have to block them or repress them or suppress them or distract ourselves from them, but just let them be there. The more that we're going to become comfortable with those feelings and they won't act as these emotional blocks in our lives. When we have these emotional blocks where we're so afraid of rejection or we're so afraid of something bad happening, it really stops us from showing up from, you know, say you're doing a speech and you're just so afraid that people in the audience are going to reject you, that they're going to not like what you have to say. Well, that's obviously going to make you show up in a different way. You're going to be scared to to deliver your message, to go full out because, because you're so afraid of their rejection. And yet, if you're somebody who you may still have those thoughts, you may still think, oh man, they might be rejecting me. But if you can just surrender to those, either beforehand or in the moment, recognizing, oh, that feeling is here, that feeling of, you know, feeling totally rejected and feeling not worthwhile because these people are rejecting me and just allowing it to be there, just breathing into it, just settling into it, letting go of needing for things to feel different or better. Again, that paradoxically is going to allow us to actually feel better and better. Becoming okay with the negative is what allows us to feel more and more of the positive. So, that is today's episode on Letting Go by David Hawkins. I really recommend picking up the book or listening to the audiobook. This book is fantastic. And this this might sound a little bit woo-woo, right? This is a podcast for engineers, but just give it a shot. I'm a pretty logical guy. I tend to be, you know, in my head and in the thinking, logical, rational mind side of things a lot of the time. And Things like this don't immediately appeal to me because it's not necessarily tangible or hard evidence-based, although a lot of people have really benefited from this from this work and this method. Just give it a shot because for me personally, I've found it to have immense value in my life. I use this over and over again, and I've found it helped me move through different challenges in my own life and to feel better and better and to become okay with negative feelings, which I think for almost all of us are going to be recurring patterns in our lives and understanding how to handle them and understanding how to move into more and more positive ways of being is such a valuable life skill. So that is today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the engineer soft skills podcast. If you're interested in more, you can go to engineersoftskills.com to check out more videos, podcasts, articles, and to download a free PDF called The Ultimate Guide to Soft Skills. This is a 25-page ebook covering the best of what I've learned on how to level up your soft skills to improve your social life, dating life, and career. Again, thank you for listening.